Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Today, our honored guest, she is the co-founder and COO of Earkick. Her name is Karen Stefan, um, and she is from Switzerland. She's here tonight. It's her night, her time, day, my time, all the way in California from Zurich. And I'm just so delighted that she's here. I'm really interested in what she's doing, but more importantly, at least for the initial part of this interview, um, who she is and how she came to be the co-founder of Earkick. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure and an honor. And uh, yes, so my name is Karen. I am a Swiss Colombian, um, born in Switzerland, grew up in Switzerland, part of my life, went to the U.S., studied in the U.S., had a child in the U.S., went to Germany, founded my first company, and then, you know, raised my children in Germany went to Singapore, um, and then back to Switzerland. And I, this is, Earkick is not my first company, but it's the one that encompasses everything that's dear to me, which is, you know, mental health and how we can make sure that every individual and every organization, even countries in the world can measure and improve their own mental health and thus live a more resilient and happier and a healthier life. Mm, I mean, it sounds like music to my ears. And it's interesting because in coaching conversations that I've had over the last several decades, you know, the measurement of joy or the reduction of anxiety um, or the uh, awareness around satisfaction. Like these are things that are actually very challenging for people to measure. It's so, it's so much like we're so close to it that it's something that it's like, well, how do I really measure that? Um, and so I'm really curious about this technology that you've created, um, you know, why you created it. I mean, it's kind of obvious, but you may have a personal story mm -hmm. behind it. Um, curious about that first and foremost. I do. Uh, it's very, very personal. Uh, you know, I, my co-founder and I, we have led several teams. We have seen so much. We've founded and we have families and we have friends and colleagues. And over the years, we witnessed quite a number of them slip into mental health issues without noticing. And not only did they not notice or notice too late, we also didn't see it coming. And this leaves you really helpless. It, you know, if somebody suddenly, you know, falls ill, doesn't come back to work or even, you know, attempts suicide, that's something that leaves you asking, why didn't I see the signs? Couldn't I have, couldn't I have done something? And when I looked closer into it, um, I realized it's, 
it's the measuring, it's the identification of early signs that is so difficult. Now, why is it so difficult? Why is it difficult for me too? You know, why do I need help to realize that maybe I'm working too much or maybe I'm getting stressed, maybe I'm not getting enough sleep? Is because we have a difficult time um, translating the the subtle cues that our body gives us mm. um, and 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 you know translating it into awareness and ownership and yes we have weird thoughts maybe sometimes we have feelings and it all together if we don't have the tools and the skills to translate what the message is from our body mind feeling soul whatever you want to call it then we quickly lose track of trends and trends and mental health issues. You know, they seem to come overnight out of the blue sky, but they never do. They actually, you know, it's incremental, very subtle. And all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation that is scary, that is, you know, full of anxiety or depression or grief. Um, and we need a little bit of a help. I like to um, compare it to weight. Like we all want to uh, you know, maybe maintain a certain healthy weight. Um, and it's not enough to, to go by gut feeling if you want to change or maintain something. And if you just have you know, a lot of recipes and good tips, but no scale, you will not notice how you incrementally gain or lose weight. Mm -hmm. um, and simple as that, we also need this kind of accountability tool for our mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's some worry that it is actually productive and healthy and, and a lot of it isn't. I mean, I'm going to admit that, you know, outright. I mean, I've had very close friends commit suicide um, and we had, we didn't see the signs. I mean, we saw some of them, but we had no idea how serious it was. And um, I have to say the majority of my clients, you know, come to me, you know, for health, improved health outcomes. And at the root of it, it's not that they don't know what to do. It's that they are completely overwhelmed and feel so much shame around their, their worries and their anxieties. And, and how do you work that out? I have like, you know, tons of methodologies on how to work that out, but it's, it's always the thing, the thing that is in the way, the thing that prevents people from having these resilient, happy lives that, that you're speaking about, um, but to think that they could have a tool. Uh, to measure it, um, it just sounds a little bit, it sounds a little bit tricky as well. So is it like based on the nervous system or is it based on neurotransmitters? I mean, how do you, how do you measure it? It's a great question. So how do we measure it? We have a multi-model approach for that. We measure it via biomarkers. And what it means is we capture the voice, the face, typing behavior, we capture health data, because it's, you know, it's captured via an app. It's a free and completely anonymous app um, on the smartphone. So what you need to do is you need to speak 10 seconds into the app, you know, saying, you know, how you're doing, how you're feeling, just whatever is going on that day. Um, and together with all the other um, data points that we uh, what, that we collect, you know, your actions, maybe your location, the weather, environmental data, um, 
capturing all of that and correlating it with a very, very advanced algorithm um, enables us, or actually it's automated, uh, enables the app to tell you where you're at compare it to your own baseline. What I'm saying is that it's not enough to just speak into it once. It'll give you an assessment, but it, what you need is to have a few days um, that where you speak in the app or where you capture a video and where you kind of keep your journal. And from then on, the algorithm will understand when you are deviating from your normal self or from mm. your ideal self. Interesting. And the measurement is, you know, across correlations. So it's not, there's never just one reason for you to be anxious or one reason for you to not feel okay. There's many reasons, but, you know, the typical ones revolve around sleep. Lack of sleep is, is, is always, always part of mental health issues. Then it's thought patterns and triggers that may, you know, be rooted in, in your past, but also may just be triggers that you don't notice. And we all, you know, we all follow patterns and we need visibility and awareness about those patterns to then take steps and, and you know, break habits or build new ones. And that is all done via the data collection and analysis of, of our basically daily journals. Mm, I love it. I love it because it really puts you in the driver's seat. It really gives you the power to look at yourself objectively around something that's challenging to see. That's the first yeah. in many philosophies, you know, especially the Vedic philosophies and Eastern philosophies is taking some distance from yourself so that you can actually see what's going on, you know, instead of it being you, right? They always say that your mind, you are not your mind. Um, and you, you are, but you have to have some distance in order to be able to be at choice around how you're how you're functioning or how you're how you're being. I so I say I know it's incorrect English, but it is it is the 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 crux of of the work and transformation is how you're being. Absolutely, so it's so true what you say, and you know the the this these few seconds that you take to do that journaling on the app, for example is a huge opportunity to to put to get it all out first of all you know you can you can talk about your day you know put your thoughts into the app and and you know reflect on it whether you go and listen back to what you recorded or you read what you wrote mm -hmm. whatever it is you will have more distance than if you keep it in your head in your heart in your body yeah. and and, and you don't make room for that. And once you get into the habit of, you know, speaking things out and, you know, putting words to your feelings and emotions, you start finding, you know, the answers within you. A lot of people tell us that they journal, like they speak into the app and while they speak and, you know, revolve around the problem that they have had, they suddenly come up with the answer or parts of the answers themselves. And it's just taking that time and making room for, for the person that you should be caring a lot for, which is yourself. Just getting in the habit of doing that opens so many doors that, you know, may not be opened if you weren't doing that.
Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that to be true for myself and many of my clients as well. It's really powerful. It's very exciting. And I think that young people really adapt to using the device, perhaps more so than older people. Um, but I, yeah. I see it being a huge, huge benefit. I just see so much anxiety and um, a lot of anxiety that's being treated with medication. And I just, I don't believe that medication has, is, is helpful long-term. I think it can help short-term depression and anxiety. And I know some people listening will definitely disagree with me. And I understand that, but just been my experience that we have to find this, this emotional resilience, this emotional stamina. And it's like a muscle. We have to actually, you know, bring it out in front of us and look at it and try to sort, sort it out. And, and I loved what you said before the interview um, about their journey. They get to, you know, participate in, in their journey in, in a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I lived in Switzerland, one thing that, that struck me as shocking, and this may have changed since I've moved, but there, the, the main diseases in Switzerland were not heart disease and cancer and obesity, like here in the United States, but it was mental illness. And uh, I, I was totally surprised by that. And I, I, I found myself trying to analyze, you know, having a baby in Switzerland and, and raising her there for several years. You know, what, what would have caused that? And there's a lot of pressure, you know, to be something. There's a lot of pressure to, um, well, a lot of suppression, I guess is really the right word that I noticed in how people were raising their children. And um, I don't know, is that still accurate that the main health issue in Switzerland is, is mental? I I wouldn't know the numbers, but I imagine it's true that there is pressure and that there is a lot of mental health issues. We're one of the, if not the most, um, the, the richest country in the world. And we have everything, you know, we have the mountains, we have nature, people are not starving. We have great universities. We have all that. Yeah. But. <laughs> you know, human beings are complex. So, you know, whether it's the pressure to be someone or achieve something or have something, a lot of these things stay under the rug when it becomes a problem, right? And then, you know, once you can't keep up with the image that you give yourself, what you try to be, you know, you open a door for issues. And that's not the only reason. Um, there is work pressure, there is burnout problems, there is many more things. But the bottom line is that a lot of it is preventable. And a lot of it, you know, could be, if not treated, at least be accompanied by good help, by community, by you know, uh, professionals in Switzerland, we have wonderful insurance, we have everything we want. Uh, but people go and seek help too late, for many reasons. And it's not necessarily resources or money. Um, it's really understanding that, first of all, it's nothing shameful to have a bad time or to, you know, to have a a phase of depression or of anxiety, it's human, right? Or to grief or to have postpartum, that's all very human. Mm -hmm. It only becomes a problem when we try to hide it or when we feel like 
that's something that we deal with it later. Um, it just becomes worse and it's contagious. It destroys relationships. It destroys careers. Um, there's so much damage done. And the earlier that we realize that we need help or we need support, the better for everyone. You know, I always see mental health issues and I have had my own share as a huge opportunity, the opportunity to ask for help, to connect, to reconnect, to go through a phase of vulnerability and see all the people that care for you, yeah. all the people that love you and everything that is all of a sudden possible when you make a step back and it's not all about your whatever image, career, et cetera. Yeah, I love that when you take a step back, because that's really what the technology is requiring you to do is to take a step back and look at things. And I just think, you know, there's a lot of concern, of course, and conversation, especially in the Bay Area um, and, and, and elsewhere around the implications of AI. And in mm -hmm. my and this this implication is a very positive one, um, but of course you're learning just as much as as we're learning. Those of us who are going to use the the app, that is, um, because the data that you're going to aggregate is probably going to teach you a lot about human behavior, isn't it? It is, but also I need to point out that uh, our app is completely anonymous. No login, nothing can be traced back to anyone at any point. Um, we took great care to do it like that from the very beginning. So if you download the app, you don't register, you don't log in, you don't leave any of your personal data because it's not needed for the algorithm to give you feedback. And the data that you get is a treasure because it's your data, it's you. It's basically the picture it paints about your own self, about what is going on in you and what's changing, maybe what's not so good and maybe what's really good. Mm. Um, and you keep accumulating that treasure um, and it's yours. You know, if you lose the phone, the data is gone because it's only on your phone. So <laughs> it's that private. Um, and yes, of course you will, you will, um, you know, you will put your thoughts. I mean, maybe you, you take some very private notes, but the app is such that you can, you know, you can lock it and you can share and even unshare it. You can share some of that with your, let's say with your best friend. And if you feel like that best friend isn't your best friend anymore, you can unshare it with one click. And all these things we built in because we believe privacy is key and gaining and also, you know, keeping, retaining the trust of our users is also key. You know, we don't have their email, so we can't go and market them. We can't, we can't, you know, uh, we can't get in touch with it unless they want to get in touch with us. And that makes for a completely different kind of relationship and dynamic. True. So, it's not like they're giving up everything and they, you know, this this scary AI thing. It's it's very very simple. The algorithm gives you a suggestion about where you're at. And you can correct it, you can ignore it, you know, but you can also use it because we can maybe correlate two or three things at a time. Maybe we realize, okay, when I 
eat healthily, I feel better. Or when I, you know, uh, when I have a headache, I need to do this and that. But that's about what we can compute in our head. Um, an algorithm or, you know, technology can compute billions of data points and give you a very smart answer to your question. And that's why we should use, we should all make use of technology. Um, technology can serve us and support us very, very well. Mm, if used in, a, in an intentional way, um, which mm -hmm. sounds like it's being used. I've got to ask, um, Earkick, what is it, why, why that name? Yes. This is such a weird name, right? But um, it's actually, a, uh, it's a sidekick. The original idea, uh, I wrote a thesis on it, is that I was a pianist and musician in my first life. And I was a very anxious person. Um, I had a lot of stage fright and I was a perfectionist. So going on stage, you know, those last minutes, before you and you go on stage were terrible, really terrible. I would uh, hyperventilate. I would like have cramps and things. And the worst was the loneliness because nobody is there and the audience is waiting. And when I was young, I, 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 uh, I always wished for a sidekick, for like a little voice in my ear that would tell me, to breathe in a certain way and that everything was going to be okay. And that, you know, it's not the end of the world to make a mistake. Little things like that would have made all the difference. So timing and place and my own situation, that was one thing for the sidekick. I wanted to build a companion. And the other thing with the ear is that uh, my co-owner and I, we believe the future of health will be in the ear because you can measure almost everything in the ear and not only that you can measure you know you can have brain wave signal you can have hrv hr you can have all kinds of measurements posture motion measured in the ear nowadays already but the cool thing is that you can also listen to your voice, to, you know, your body through the ear. And you can give the person who has, let's say, uh, a hearable in their ear, you can also speak into the ear. So back to the story when I was a pianist, a young pianist and scared, that would be the opportunity to speak the right words, the right insights into your ear, give you in the moment intervention. What I imagine and what we are building is that based on the data that the app gives and the insights, you know, we can give the user uh, actionable suggestion in real time based on their own data. It can be simple things as, hey, your heart rate is really going up. Why don't you try to take a deep breath? Or, hey, your schedule looks crazy. Um, try to take five minutes off and take a walk, you know, and give you the feedback of your body relaxing. All these things are possible nowadays, mm. you know, and the more yeah. we can automate it, the more it becomes that vision of the sidekick in the ear or oh, the yeah. sidekick 
in the phone or wherever it's going to be. That's really beautiful. I really appreciate you that depth and understanding of that. And really tender too, because I think people are feeling lonelier than ever, uh, especially young people. And I think this your, the way you've done the branding and it just, it lends itself, I think, to that that kind of uptake uh, from, from younger people. But who knows, who knows we'll end up using it. Is it out? Is it launched? Uh, do we have it? Can it you- is launched. So the app, we launched it very early. It didn't have the Panda in the beginning. Um, we launched it very early as a very simple app, always free because we needed to um, develop the algorithm. And you know, while we were working with the data that we collect anonymously, we were already giving people a way to have, you know, to, to manage their anxiety mainly and their emotional health. Um, and you know, we made it smarter and smarter with every iteration, always, uh, talking, um, making, having interviews with users and with uh, therapists and people who are in the field. And now we integrated the AI into the app, which means, you know, you, you have to do less and less. And in a couple of iterations, you will have to do nothing hmm. to have your data. You know, there's many ways we can take this. So it could be an integration in your um, in your desktop, it could be an earkick cam, it can be many things uh, that would guarantee you know a few shots per day or per week, whatever, of your voice, of your face, of your typing behavior, and a few other things, and you wouldn't have to do any journaling anymore or very little. So that's where we're headed to because, as you said in the beginning, when people are very busy or they're not feeling well or you know what have you even you know typing a few words or using an app is too much so we want to make it as passive and as effortless as possible so that people can have their data even in their darkest moments when they have no you know no time or no strength to do anything for themselves and to have the inner moment interactions right in the moment that you need it. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it needs to be like your best friend talking to you. It needs to be like your best friend listening to you. And it needs to be your best friend interacting with you. That's how it should feel. And for that, you know, we're doing all of this. Mm, We're not trying to replace humans. I wish everyone good friends. I wish everyone great therapists, great coaches, uh, whatever they need. But the reality is we don't always have someone. And I've gone through that. Um, And then you have this sidekick that is yours and nobody else's. And that could really make the difference. Yeah, and it's really intimate, you know, these 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 nuances of what's happening in our inner worlds. And mm-hmm. uh, so exciting what you and your your co-founder and your teams have created. And I'm really excited about the impact it's going to have on humanity for uh, for the benefit because the 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 key to vitality is really looking at your inner world ultimately. Mm-hmm. You can get great things. But you need you need this for a vitality to really have it shine through. You have to sort out your inner your inner world. 
yeah, and come to peace with it. You know, like a lot of people want to do away with anxiety and that's not what you should. Uh, you also don't want to do away with grief. You just want to, to have, you know, to, to live it, embrace it in a way that you can still be, you still can have a fulfilled life and feel a hundred percent alive. Anxiety is part or excitement is part of feeling a hundred percent alive. Mm -hmm. And the difference between someone who suffers from anxiety and someone who can enjoy a certain amount of anxiety is the response and the way we, we, we can deal with it, the way we can translate what our body does into something that is positive and engaging rather than scary and crippling. Right? Absolutely. Really well said. I call it integration. That's my new favorite word around yeah. <laughs> the emotional integration because we all are going to have it and it's how we how we inter engage with it, how we interact with it. And uh, it's all part of the human experience. Like you said, like um, a good friend of mine is having her, her first big breakup. She's a young woman and um, and you know, this is devastating, you know, and I was like, yes, but you know, you could, you'd never grieve this much if you hadn't loved as much. And of course it doesn't help because she's very upset, but you know, it's, it's all about, you know, understanding this, right. And the, the richness of it. Like when I meet older women, you know, like in their eighties and, you know, the wise, wise women, and you can see how, how they've, you know, how, how much they felt and being around them is such a joy for me. Um, because, mm -hmm. because of all, they can hold it all, all the grief, all the joy, all the pain, you know, everything. Um, and it's in they and they're so funny. Like they just laugh at a lot of stuff, you know, not cynically, but just, you know, <laughs> they're just full of joy. You know, I've met people like that. And that's something I wish for all of us that not only we can hold space for the emotions and what others are going through without always offering like a quick fix, but also that someone else can hold the space. So, you know, if you have a friend that's going through grief or through a breakup, there is no easy fix. She's got to go through that. But if you hold the space for her and if you sit with her, that is one of the biggest gifts you can give. Um, I had, I had, I was fortunate enough to have, when I had my big breakup, I have had one sister and she wouldn't say anything. She would just make me a cup of tea. She would just be next door somewhere and she would always show presence. And she would just do the mundane things of, you know, cooking or, or you know, inviting me for, for a walk without trying to ask a ton of questions. So it was this presence, this very intentional and loving presence that helped me heal. Mm, and I, I, that's what some people really do well. And I wish all of us had that. And I wish all of us could learn to hold that space for others. Mm, We'd so be beautiful. a better world. Yeah, <laughs> intentional loving space. Yeah, I definitely think I was born with that gift or it's cultivated, I don't know, but... That is a beautiful description. But Karen, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today and sharing your wisdom and your work with us. I'm so, so grateful for what you're doing and the changes it's going to make for humanity. Thank you. Thank you. It's so important what you do. I'm so thankful that you empower women, that you enlighten persons that meet with you. 
and that you spread the word that there is hope and there's a way. So please keep doing that. I shall be following your work Thank you. anytime. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. I mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.